Hi, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, we're going to continue with uh, Disability Awareness Month. Yesterday, I was trying to put my brain together. I was like, I know we spoke to Mallory. We did that on Friday, but posted yesterday. Uh, before I could get Mallory in here, um, as I was short a guest for the community show contact on Sunday, um, my friends who I met several months ago through an Ability Center podcast talking about Community Film Fest, um, I met Lori Ballow. Lori got on the calendar for today. She's going to be today's guest, which we will continue again with the um Disability Awareness Month. She works with, does lots of outreach with Lucas County Department of Developmental Disabilities, or as we will get to repeatedly with her, lucasdd.org. First, a couple of things. Um, yesterday, big divorce day. Somebody that I used to crush on um, almost as much as Ryan Reynolds, uh, Joe Manginello, uh, he and Sophia Vergara are getting divorced. Also, uh, whatever plain person Ariana Grande married, they're getting divorced. Um, uh, a very good friend of mine today, we were talking about this back and forth. She's like, if they can't make it, how are we going to make it? Now, she was joking, saying it tongue in cheek. Um, she got married within this uh, this COVID period. Um, her dad passed away, I think, in the end, in December of 2020 from COVID. Um He's pretty healthy, 60-something-year-old guy, got COVID, died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Took him so fast. And she, as you might guess, was devastated. Um, as karma would have it, and she certainly deserves plenty of it, um, good karma, that is, uh, this this guy, I, I kind of know this story, this guy that she used to work with came back into her life and bang, they were the perfect people for one another. Got married. This this is now several years later. Um, she's like, if they if they can't make it, how are Ryan and I going to do it? As well, hold on a second. Um, another way that rich people have over us is it's very expensive to get divorced, so you can get divorced more easily than the average person. Um, I was talking about this on the radio show today, three to seven weekdays on Q one hundred five, and a lot on the weekend. Some people probably hear me and go, "You're so you're so negative and, and so cynical." Sometimes, yes. Other times, I'll be like, I'm just being pragmatic. I double-checked again today, and I said, I looked up American divorce rate. It's still somewhere between 40 and 50%. That's high. Um, You know me being as coldly analytical as I am, like, let the math make the decision. People might be cynical and biased, but math is not. Are you really willing to devote your emotional well-being knowing that there is, we'll say, just less than a 50-50 chance that this is not going to work out. And as I as I say, of that, we'll say 45%, 40% that doesn't work out, half of those people want the person, they were posting all those pictures, engagements, parties, I love you, all that, the, the proposal, um, the stuff that made you so envious and so jealous and had you sitting there going, I don't think I'm ever going to have that. Yeah, so half of that 40% that didn't work out, once that person that they're breaking up with, they're they're getting divorced and separated from, they want that person to fall on a spike. Yeah, that's not a... I I don't see the, the reason in doing that. 
It's just the math doesn't play out for me. It was now look, I'm not wired um, to I think uh, be monogamous or, or in a long term relationship or married, whatever. I'm just not wired that way. But even if you gave me the number saying it's a little bit better than 50 50 that you'll stay married, which means it's a little bit worse than 50 50, this is not going to work out. That's that's not a very good. Those are good numbers. Those are not good numbers at all. Um, so we can all go back to crushing on Joe Manganiello and his his body. And the, the funny thing with him was, uh, now we don't know what the hell was going on with them. Good for them for being mostly out of the spotlight. But I do remember this story. So they've been married for seven years. So we talked about this on the old morning show, The Morning Rush. And I remember him being, he had puppy dog eyes because one of the, he was so surprised i guess and and delighted when they got together because he openly said i've had the longest crush on you that i can remember like probably since he was uh, in the spider-man movie 20 some years ago and i think she's a little bit older than him so he saw her somewhere and he like you or i having a crush on a celebrity it was the same thing and it didn't work. And we don't know why it didn't work, but it is another opportunity to throw out the uh, thought of, don't meet your idols. Many cases, they will disappoint you. Likely, like marriage will be. Sorry about that. Um, Another reason why I... uh, I don't do concerts, especially really big ones. My uh, my good friend in, uh, in in certain communities and in the uh, performing arts community, um, she did. She won. Her name is Liz. She won uh, Ed Sheeran tickets on the show last week, and I asked her. I was like, "How was the show?" She was like, "Had a had a blast." I was like, "Well, how was a uh, how was parking?" Um, I don't like large crowds because large crowds usually mean, you know, it lowers the IQ of, of the group. But people are smart and individuals, people are unruly in crowds and mobs, whatever. The more people, the lower the IQ of the group. Um, I just don't like it. It's too loud. It's too overwhelming. No, thank you. And the other thing I don't like about big events like that is I don't have the patience for parking. And these days... And I'm not cheap. Like I can afford these things. Liz told me there there were there were parking parking opportunities near the stadium, the Ford Field, for fifty and eighty dollars. Absolutely not. Now she did say, and I didn't know this, which makes me a little bit prouder of myself. Because Kid Rock was performing at Little Caesars the same night. So fewer spots, spots were at a premium, parking at a premium, so prices were up. But I know when I look at like football games, granted that's a once a week event, actually it's an eight or nine times a year event at NFL stadiums, 40 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 bucks might not get you within blocks of the stadium. I just can't wrap my head around. I'm already paying this much for the event, for the tickets, for the admission, the fees on top of that. I'm not buying, I'm not eating, drinking or whatever in that, in that arena. Absolutely not. Um, and to pay parking to get into, pay all that money? Absolutely not. So Liz said, well, we, we found free parking about 30 minutes away. I was like, oh, did you hop that, what's that, that, that the people mover that, that runs up and down Woodward? She's like, no, it was a 30 minute walk. So that's, uh, if I'm doing some more math right, it, I can walk a mile in about 18 minutes. I walk pretty fast. So it's like a two mile hike. I like walking. I like getting steps in. A 30-minute walk to get into a place where most people are going to spend 
a lot of money, like you will buy a $50 t-shirt, you will spend $12. No way. No chance. Um, Speaking of uh, like Joe Manganiello uh, getting with Sofia Vergara and her being his crush. Have you, and I think we've all had this once or twice, have you ever met somebody or come in contact with somebody, let's say you were romantically, physically, uh, romantically attracted to them, uh, but maybe you thought you had no shot. And then all of a sudden you connect and you're like, really? Me? Or in a professional um, way, somebody who really respected your intellect, they're like, wow, tell me more about what you do. Or you apply for a job just to, you know, to run the resume through the system. And then you get that call and they're like, you want to interview me for this job? Um, I am much like that with someone who uh, I'm guessing shook the hand of one of the most powerful women on the planet yesterday, uh, Jason Kuchma. He is the executive director of our phenomenal Toledo Lucas County Public Library System. Um, they received that very distinguished and prestigious honor earlier in the year. Um, he and some other people from the library and Jason's family went with him. It looks like they're doing a little vacation in D.C. We're at the White House yesterday next to um, uh, Jill Biden. Pretty cool stuff. I uh, So uh, President Biden and his wife, they are essentially Philadelphia people. Um, he was in Delaware. They were in Delaware, but the, Delaware is, is just like the, the southernmost part of certain parts of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. I said to Jason, and I was only like 38% kidding. Like lean over to, to Mrs. Biden and go, go birds. Or go E-A-G-L-E-S. She'd like that. Uh, Jason is that person for, for, for me. I'm like, you, you respect, you think highly of me? Um, I met Jason six years ago during the TEDx Toledo event. Um, I forget if I went before or after him. I think I went after Jason. I believe he was the deputy director of the library at that time. And I didn't know a quarter of the people that I know now when I, back then, six years ago. Um, it seems like every year, by a factor of like 10 or 100, I meet that many more people. And I look back and go, how did I not know? I, like, I thought I knew a lot of people in a lot of places in 2019. I didn't, not compared to now. So I hear Jason talking about the library. And I think he told a quick story about a, a woman who was complaining about maybe homeless people being allowed, people who were unhoused. I always try to be careful with that. Someone who this woman deemed should not be in the library for one reason or another. I think it was someone who was unhoused. And I think this is a story. Jason, if you're listening, you can correct me, but I think this is it. It wasn't about racism or classism, maybe. And I think she was upset that this person was allowed in here. And I think Jason, he told the story as he calmly said, this is the library. This is, this is, the books aren't just free. This is the free library. Like, Everyone is allowed. In fact, they are welcome here. And I was like, I never thought of it that way. And I wasn't even, I wasn't that socially conscious of the socially conscious at the time. Um, I knew the libraries were great resource centers for well beyond books and information. And at that time, I guess, well, there was books, information, and yoga. You could take out like DVDs as well. But I never thought of it as that kind of resource center. And that, just dropped my jaw and I was so glad that we got a couple of minutes to talk afterwards and he told me that he had moved back here from New York I'm like I'm from Philadelphia 
And uh, so it began. So super proud of him and every single employee. I said this on the air today as well. Congratulations to Jason, who I think manages and leads with the same mindset that I have had for um, almost all of my professional life since like 2009 when I got to be a program director and, and lead a staff. I want people to work with me, not for me. And I think Jason runs the ship that way as well. Uh, you work with Jason, not for him or at his his every edict or word. Um, so congratulations to everyone that works for the Toledo Lucas County Public Library System. Um, not enough brilliant, meritorious, prestigious, distinguished honors can be thrown at our library system, which arguably should be thanked for keeping this community afloat um, in the teeth of COVID in the late spring, summer, and then fall of 2020. The things the library did to keep this city, to keep this community just humming along just a little bit more because any back step could have been really ugly. The library was a binding force in that. Um, let's get to know Lori Ballow. The G and the H are silent. Lori will be out um for the Ability Center Takeover at the library on Saturday. But let's get to know her and lucasdd.org right now. B-A-L-O-G-H. Yes. The, the, the G and the H are silent, right? Yes, yep. Uh, Lori Ballow is here. We met a couple of months back um, for an Ability Center podcast to talk about something that we'll get to at the end yeah. of this. We're certainly going to include what's coming in, uh, coming up in August. But July is Disability Awareness Month. Yes. So thanks for taking a couple of minutes to come in. What is your role at the Lucas County Department of Developmental disabilities. Did I get all that? You, yeah, you got it close enough. It's okay. pretty. It's a long, long. I am the community inclusion and employment manager. So, I run a department of about thirty people. Um, and my area is just one piece of the board, and we do a lot of community integration. So you're looking at Special Olympics, travel training, employment navigation for employment needs. Advocacy. We have a salute group. We also have fans, which is friends, allies, neighbors, and that's you know supporting individuals that might need furniture or might mm-hmm. need a hygiene kit. So um, it's it's a lot going on at one time in my area. Sure, sure. What, if you had to give somebody the elevator pitch or the tweet length of what the Department of Developmental Disabilities is, should we just go Luke, lucasdd.org? Lucasdd.org. Much easier. That's the website. We call it the board. What? what <laughs> What do you do for our community here? We help individuals improve our mission statements life. So we life? want life. So it's like live the best life that they want to live, where they want to live, who they want to date, where they want to go. Um, inclusion, which is being included in your community, doing things that everyone else gets to do. Um, freedom of choice. So we all get freedom of choice. Why can't they get a, a vote on what's going on in their lives, decisions that are being made for them, that they have a, a say in those decisions, and that they have worth. So everyone has worth. So they have abilities, strengths, interests that we all do that just needs to be incorporated into everyday life. Sure, sure. Um, what what would you say is the, the most common, disab- generally speaking, what is the most common disability, if you're able to answer mm-hmm. that at all? I mean, everyone thinks first of your cerebral palsy or mm-hmm. your Downs syndrome people. Um, there's such a wide variety right sure. now. And as we keep going on and on, we're getting a lot of fetal alcohol, Right now with the opioid 
crisis. So you're getting a lot of kids that are coming into our system that need a lot more support than what we were able to give 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's ever changing. Our system is ever changing. It's ever growing. And you might learn something one week and then the next week it's totally different. So you're relearning the process over again. It's like uh, it's like the old Tom and Jerry or 80s, 90s cartoon thing where you're plugging one hole and then two more pop open. So yes. um, it's the solutions evolve, but then new problems evolve as well. Right. And then there's also like growth. So, mm. you know, 50 years ago, workshops was a thing. Like people went and worked in workshops. They left school, they went straight to workshops. And now it's community, you know, employment. Like people are working in everyday work that everyone else is. They're mm-hmm. right with the general population. And then now it's like, well, what can technology do for them? So you're looking at, you know, people being more independent at home. So there's so much technology out there that you they can have a whole house filled with information, iPads and getting a hold of your staff or remote supports or, you know, you're somebody that walks away from your stove and you're cooking something and you walk away, you catch on fire. Well, there's sensors now that turns that stove right off and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you're talking about people with disabilities, disabilities or just us idiots who leave things Listen, on the stove. it could be for us idiots who leave <laughs> stuff on the stove. Or, I mean, we just got a ring camera, which I've like answered from my phone, which, you know, that's exciting for, you know, technology's growing and the older that we get, you know, like our kids and younger people are showing us how to do stuff. So like, I love it when our, our people are like, have you seen this app? And they show you. I intentionally <laughs> decided to not have kids so nobody can boss me around except my dogs. <laughs> um, let me ask you, I said, what, what would be the most uh, widely or broadly uh, disability known or, or in, across the country, world, whatever? What is the one that you encounter the most here in our community that people are coming to you for? It's, it, it's, it's all over? It's all over. Want to give know? me a top like three? We have like, you know, people with autism. So, you know, you have your, and that's different levels. You know, you have high functioning, you have low functioning autism. Um, again, I said cerebral palsy. Um, you have spinal bifida. Um, you have, you know, your Down syndrome, which is very common. Everyone's like, you see the Down syndrome. Sure. Um, you have people that might have traumatic brain injuries. Ho, and they might, you know, there might on the outside be okay, but in the inside, you know, there might be some memory losses or, you know, emotional distress happening at that time. That is like, we get this so much coming at us and we're there to help. Everybody. Uh, everybody. Uh, and we're becoming more acutely aware of people with disabilities. And I think the reason Stuart pulled me in over at the Ability Center was like, he's like, you, you have a disability. I was like, no, I don't. He's like, you're bipolar. He's like, what happens if you're you know, off the meds? I'm like, ah, I get it yeah. now. Is there um, something that you with uh, developmental disabilities has has overlooked and, and now you're more aware of? Is there um, a, di- a disability that too many people overlook and you wish you could shed light on that? I've been at the board for 10 years and I never thought I'd be working where I'm at. I never thought I'd be a community inclusion manager. I mean, I started, you know, um, not being familiar and not having you know, more people at the board usually have a relative or a family member with a disability that either connected with the board or there's some sort of knowledge. And I was completely no, I didn't know anything. And so when I went to work for the board, um, Ryan, um, who is my BFF, he's my best friend. He lives close to me. He's in a wheelchair, and we hit it off. Boom, like that. Like just like every other day, person joking back and forth. Um, And he kind of opened up my eyes a little bit more to that world. Like, you know, 
he's a secretary. He works at Lot Industries, giving a shout out to Lot. And so it's nice to see that, you know, he was doing everything that I can do just with a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. And that's like the big mission. You become an advocate all of a sudden. Like you're like in McDonald's and someone's struggling and you're like, people are behind you are all upset, angry. And you're like, hey, give that girl a minute. She's doing the best that she can. And where's her manager? You should not be yelling at her. You should be yelling at her manager for helping her. So you become like this automatic advocate that I never thought I would be. And, you know, then, you know, kind of like listening to the individuals and their growth and where they want to go in life and what they want to succeed. And then watching that growth happen or watching them succeed or, you know, it might take years and years and years for that goal to be achieved. But it's something that you keep working on. Mm -hmm. And look at you like you didn't know you didn't know. Um, Not that you had any bias towards anybody with a disability, but you just didn't know like you you don't you don't go to a certain part of town. Then all of a sudden you get invited to a coffee shop and then you're there all the time. That's like your relationship with Ryan. Yes. Um, What um, what makes this month uh, different? maybe here locally, nation, regionally, nationally, that it is um, Disability Awareness Month. How does how do things with you guys change over the course of this month? It's more of, you know, like we had our storytelling project last week, which it's our salute members, our advocacy group, telling about their stories, what disability means to them. And their stories ranged from being an ice skater to being bullied to, you know, learning, you know, how to advocate for themselves. So it is more about like just getting that awareness out to the public. I feel like sometimes we preach to the choir, like Ability Center, um, the other agencies that are our partnerships, you know, and just getting out to more of the community members is more important. And it's cool that the city of Toledo and Lucas County are doing this month like that because I think it's the first time that we've ever seen this opened up. And a couple weeks ago when they had the, the festival and it just having it open more to the community and having the community more aware and being more open to it mm-hmm. because there's always been a stigma. Yeah. It's uh, always a stigma. And, and and again, like like with Ryan, um, you get involved with somebody real fast and then all of a sudden the stigma, all the biases that you might have just unintentionally had, they go away. They go away. Um, like I always put out there as much as I possibly can um, that's not with mental health. One thing that I learned from somebody at the Ability Center was uh, she was missing an arm, Amy Reamer. Um, I do all the same thing everybody else does, just do them a little differently. I'm like, yeah. And then I, I flip it in a real, in a way that only I can. I'm like, people with disabilities, they can be just as big a jerks as average people too. So if they're a jerk, treat them as you would somebody right. else as a jerk. Right, we always sit there and say like, oh, it's not the disability, that's, that's you know, spoiled brat syndrome. <laughs> Not at all. People, you know, people, you can be a jerk just as much as anybody yeah. else can, and I will absolutely treat you and dismiss you absolutely. like I would the average person. Um, during this month, uh, we've got a lot of events coming up, but we, you have one in August. We can talk a little bit about now yes. the Community Film Fest. Yes, we have seventeen films that we are showcasing, made by amateur videos um, for our individuals talking about what their lives are like, what they want to talk about. So we have documentaries to fantasy film, to um, movie critic. So it's across the board. And um, some of them are super funny and some of them are super heartfelt. And we're just uh, waiting on our judges' tally sheets and we'll have, I'll have an idea of who the winners are 
And it's a big secret that I know I can't keep, but I'm going to try. Cause this is going to happen at the Mommy Indoor, correct? Mommy Indoor. Tell August me about 20th. that date. Oh, go ahead. August 20th from 2 to 5. So it's a free event. Anyone can show up. Um, and we're going to have dancing. We're going to have a ukulele being played, possibly. And uh, an awards-like ceremony. We get to watch all the shows. And then we have like the big opening envelope and... The award for this goes to this person. Not asking you for the winner, but have you seen all of them? I've seen all of them. Do you have a favorite? I do. Okay. I do. You have to have a favorite. Nobody can be totally vanilla like that. Well, we, you know, our mission statement is like, you know, challenging assumptions, living everyday lives. And, but there are some that kind of don't fit in that box. Mm -hmm. So we had to create like a creativity one because there's some of them that are super creative and you're like, where did this come from? And, but it's, it's so entertaining. You're like, we got it. We got to do something. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, that's coming up in August. Uh, you mentioned the Ability Center. Um, how do you guys maybe intersect or overlap? What would someone come to you for that they might not go there or vice versa? So someone needs like equipment. Mm -hmm. We don't hold off equipment because, you know, we usually need a doctor's notes. We say, hey, talk to the Ability Center. Got it. Um, we work with them on the Disability Rights Council. We work with them on, you know, whatever they're showcasing they'll invite us we invite them it's a it's a great partnership mm -hmm. um i have a maps program that i lead which is multi-agency planning which they are on that and it's for youth and getting out of schools and tra that transition plan so i feel like we all are a piece of the puzzle and you need all of our pieces together to make it work so communication you know hey I talk to Ann a lot and Jenny. I'm like, what's going on here? How can we help? And they do the same thing with us. Is there a, a, a common person um, that we might be able to talk about that uh, they can't help them, so they get sent over to you? Who might that be? Well, we have an intake number, mm -hmm. so they can call our intake number. And if they're not... Somehow, someway, they always end up in my department. Like, we always get the phone call. You're so nice and friendly. <laughs> so, and so we, we kind of help and, and direct them. But um, our intake number, if they're not eligible with our services, we can look up in the system and then we say, this is what, this is the process you need to go to call our intake. And they do some testing to see if, if they're eligible. Is there one service or anything more than anything else that you provide for the community? Like, I guess McDonald's probably sells a lot of chicken nuggets these days or Chick-fil-A, whatever the thing is. They sell more chicken sandwiches than anybody else. What do you do most of for people in the community? For people with disabilities? Yes. Or, okay, yes. so we um, want independence, we want self-sufficiency, so it's a, it's a learning curve. So it depends on when the person is in their lifespan. So mm -hmm. we work from birth to death. And so each milestone of our lives, you know, you, you learn to walk. Well, that two-year-old might not learn to walk till we're six. Mm -hmm. So we have early intervention specialists that work with them. And then we have case managers. We call them SASs, Service and Support Specialists. And they kind of go through the life of that person, you know, when there's a child, as a teenager, transitions are big. You know, there's a transition from preschool to kindergarten, kindergarten to elementary middle school and we try to be there for every transition to kind of help the parents out and if they don't know they don't know it's this big black hole like we're going to this next this next event or this next transition what's going to come after that the big scary one is leaving high school mm -hmm. that we're an adult now mom and dad are not my guardian i'm 18 you're your own guardian you need to make some decisions and so it's kind of like practicing when you're 16 14 16 kind of get that use of decision making skills you know, doing chores at home. We try to talk to parents when they're like in middle school. 
have them do the dishes, have them clean their room, have them. It all leads up to that next phase of life. Or are you going to work? Are you going to go to secondary education? Are you going to, you know, what do you want to do in your life? Like, there's like this life plan for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. You graduate from high school, you go to college, or you go, you find work, or you know. So it's this kind of almost the same pressure we put on those individuals too. Like, what do you want to do? Because no one can just sit at home and watch TV all day. It's going to be boring. What, Somebody might dispute that. Well, you know, I <laughs> I feel like I should should be doing that now. But you know, what what do you want to do in your life? Because you know you're important, mm-hmm. and how do you want to express how you're important? I bet uh, you mentioned it briefly. Um, I guess it's got to be really challenging, but you provide support for the parents who might just be crazed with this this unexpected part mm-hmm. of life that wasn't in their plan. But it seems like you walk them through that very carefully. We Well, you know, you have the doctor's experienced professional mm-hmm. opinion. But once and, you're out of there, you're gone. But, but you know, you know, there's a lot of like, they say, well, you know, at six years old, you're not going to make it. You know, you mm-hmm. just be prepare yourself. And there's people that are 35 now sure. when they were told they weren't going to make it. So it's like parents, you know, finding other parents and connecting. So like early intervention has play groups and, you know, kind of getting those parents connections there, you know, talking to what the Ability Center, the Ability Center has programs as well that we try to hook people up to, like, hey, we try the Ability Center. Um, and then, you know, just kind of like having connections with each other too. So there might be one department that like, hey, Lori, we need a travel training to be done Tartar and Tarps or hey, the bus didn't come today. Can you help us figure out where this bus route is? And so we kind of work around those little hiccups and we kind of help the parents go from next stages. So there's like a, we call it a lifespan Mm -hmm. and there's milestones in that book. It's an actual book that we use and this is where we're at today. You know, let's not look at the age. Let's just look at the destination and where we're going to go. Where's that journey? Um, How about... um Legal disputes or any type of discrimination, do those ever come your way? Are you a good conduit to get help for those situations, which I'm one is too many. I'm sure there are far too many that we have to deal with. But this is why we have these discussions, mm-hmm. so we can eliminate those. So I can give you an example on employment. You know, there are people that, you know, managers change and switch over. And sometimes the new manager doesn't understand that mm-hmm. someone needs to have their phone on them. So we go in and we talk to employers a lot. We go in, we talk to schools. And, you know, we said, you know, they have even parents like, you know, they're never going to get married. Time out, mom. Dad. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but they have a right. Sure. And so we're like, if that you want advocate. that misery like everybody else, yes. take that on. Yes, yes. Like if you like if your kiddo wants to, you know, play softball and you're afraid that they're going to get hit with the, the softball. We'll put bubble wrap around that child so they can play softball. Sure. You know, there's a way. There's I always, you know, when there's the garage doors closed, you find the, the window to open up and get through, you know, that that scare it's it's a fear based. And so as the newer generation comes up, a lot more of the parents are more like they're gonna be integrated. They're gonna play softball. They're going to get a job. They're going to have friends outside of school. So it's a different movement than what it was. Even when I started, when I started, you know, finding people, jobs were like, why would I hire this person? Like, right. what's their value add? And you're sitting there going, well, you know, they're going to be on time. Mm-hmm. They're going to do their job. And if something's not right, they're going to tell you because they're going to see it and talk to you first before you're like, hey, so-and-so left early 10 minutes. And you're going to be like, what do you mean? And Or, you know, hey, that person's walking out with 
a gallon of milk. They shouldn't be doing that, right? Yeah. Nope, you're absolutely right. Let's get the security cameras back up and running, you know, so. We all want change. Uh, those of us that want change, it doesn't happen fast enough. But um, if you zoom out uh, 30,000 feet or or 30 years, you mm-hmm. see those differences. Like yes. Just going back to the 80s or 90s, you think of a, a kid with maybe Down syndrome and you would maybe go, I would, I would never hire this person, but because of the work of you and others, mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, let me hire this person. I can take down the now hiring sign. And they might need extra accommodations, and that's where you and the Ability Center come mm-hmm. in. But you realize, we tell the story from the Ability Center about the woman who's blind down at Culver's. Um, there are other abilities that might strengthen your operation mm-hmm. and give you a body that you have so desperately needed. So just treat everybody, maybe not the same, but include everybody and mm-hmm. give them a chance to fail. It, yeah, that's how you learn. So yeah. You learn by, sometimes you have to fall and pick yourself up to get to that next stepping stone. And, you know, it's hard for parents. I mean, as a, as a parent as well, watching, you know, sometimes you gotta get to the, get close to the stove to get burned. That's mm-hmm. what my husband says all the time. Sometimes you kind of let that kind of happen and, you know, watch, be there for, I guess, the pickup and, okay, we tried that. What are we going to try next? What's the next, what are we going to do? What, if I were a parent, I, my mindset would be is let them make the mistakes you know they can come back from. Right. The catastrophic ones, right, yeah. I have no idea who yeah, that kid is. You don't is. want to go to Nigeria and marry, <laughs> marry the prince out there. Like, right, right, please right. don't go to Nigeria. Um, <laughs> what's a DSP? It's a direct service support professional. So we have about 400-ish providers in Lucas County alone. And so they will offer um, home personal care. Um, so that's somebody that's coming into the home, making sure, you know, if there's they need medicine or they need to go grocery shopping or they need assistance cleaning their house or doing laundry. So the idea is um, for that support where it's needed. Mm-hmm. So that person might be able to cook and the person might be able to do their own laundry, but they might not be able to get to the grocery store and get the right ingredients to make meatloaf. Sure. Um, and then there's adult dayhab services that we have, which are also part of that DSP um, umbrella. And they are, you know, what are they doing in the community? What are they doing to enhance vocational skills or some vocational that can be put into that? Not ready to work yet. We need to work on some skills. So uh, they do that there. And then you have you know, transportation. So we have some people that, that do transport outside of the, the local bus system. If I were to access all of this that you just talked about so well for the last 20 minutes, how might I, if I'm listening, how do I get to be a part of this or ask more questions or get one of those DSP services? You can um, go to lucasdd.org. It's our website and you can um, look on that. We have a thing about providers, how to become a provider. And we also have you know services that we list um, from Special Olympics all the way down to our provider support. One last question, and I guess it's not quick, but I it's, it's important to ask. What about what about funding? Like, let's say I need that DSP or a certain type of service. Um, funding, insurance is there uh, is there help available in any way? So we we run off of Medicaid waivers. That's how that's our how our business runs. But the state and Governor DeWine just passed a huge budget. I saw so that. we are very excited to see that a lot of our DSPs are going to get more increased wages, Good. which is what is needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lori Ballow, thanks so much for coming in. Community Film Fest, one more time. Tell me about it. August 20th, 2 to 5, the Mommy Indoor free event. We have 17 films to showcase, documentaries, all the way up to um, some humor. And maybe other opportunities that people might want to get involved with, whether it's being a DSP, a volunteer, mm-hmm. or anything beyond. Same website, perhaps? Same website. We have a Friday update. Every Friday, you can go into that 
register for that update, and it kind of gives you all of our events and also local events that are going around the community. What do you have? What's the next big event after Community Film Fest? We have a Rec Jam August 30th for individuals. That's at the Centennial Terrace. You have to be 18 and over okay. to go to that, and that actually doesn't have to be for individuals. Anyone can go to that, and it's also a free event. We have a DJ, so it's kind of fun. And then, um, let's see, we have a lot of Special Olympics events coming on in between in there. We have like a golf regional, a softball regional tournament, and then we have a family fun festival, which is September 17th. Awesome. So that's at our Lark Lane campus and food trucks. We have a kickball tournament and an art project that we do. LucasDD.org. Yes. You got that? Got that. <laughs> awesome. We're all done. Thank you. Thank you.